I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Welcome back. To the Respect Our Decision podcast. Hey, guys. College football just got a lot more interesting um, in the last three to four hours. And we got a lot to talk about, including the Nick Saban news that just broke right before we went live here. Um, as always, guys, I'm your boy, Hirsch. With me is my co-host, CJ, the man, McCann. What's up, guys? And the hype man, Wes. What's good, Gator Nation? What's good? Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Make sure you go out there and download us wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're checking us out on the YouTube channel, maybe this is your first time stumbling upon our little show here. Do us a favor, man, and please consider subscribing to the channel and dropping a like on the video and leave in the comments below. This is the right time to do it. Who is going to be the next coach at the University of Alabama? Leave us the name below. Um. I don't know who it's going to be, but we're going to talk about that in a minute, guys. Hey, big shout out to all of y'all for uh, making this week's episode a part of the people. One of our most viewed part of the people episodes ever. Probably the most viewed ever. Big shout out to you guys for checking that out. Make sure you check out this week's episode. It'll drop on Saturday night around 8 o'clock. Or you can watch it on Sunday morning before the NFL playoffs get going. Um, as always, guys, make sure you look out for that uh questionnaire that we put on our social media platforms if you've got a question you'd like to send in for us and you value our opinion some of y'all don't i understand that and that's fine and dandy we like just having that show talking about things having a good time we got good questions this week ranging from the baseball rotation this year to um favorite wrestler of all time so hey that's the kind of kind of fun we like to have on that show so if you haven't already Make sure you check it out. It's on our YouTube channel. It's wherever you can get your podcast from as well. You can download it there. Part of the people. Respect our decision. Make sure you go check it out. All right, boys. We had a lot of stuff Gator-related to talk about, but um, that damn Nick Saban wants to go and hog all the damn headlines. So we're going to start off with that, man. The SEC, as we know it, just got shook up. Um, well, half of it anyway. Um. If nothing else, it may have made Kirby even more have give Kirby even more of a stronghold on the damn conference. But you know that's that's to discuss later on down the line. Uh, Nick Saban has announced he's retiring. 
as you may know, shockwaves just all over the place from recruits to other coaches. This is going to be profoundly felt across the, the landscape of college football from the coach that takes the position to how that affects the team he comes from. Obviously, you know, you're going to get a big name coach for that job. He's going to have to leave a school. That's a, probably a, a really good school. Um, there's going to be recruits looking for possibly new homes. If you don't know the ruling recruits at Alabama have 30 days from right now to, to submit to be to, for a transfer even the guys that just signed, how does that affect Florida Gators? Obviously, we were in a battle with a couple of guys there. Uh, Zay Mincy, who recently committed at the All-American game to Alabama, and uh, Jameer Grimsley being another one. And, you know, we had a few battles last year. I know Wes would, would really like us to uh, give Keon Keeley a phone call. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not here to say we're going to get any of these guys, Uh there's no way of knowing that. It mainly depends on who gets hired to be the next coach at the University of Alabama and how fast they move on this, which I'd imagine, you know, knowing that you only have 30 days, that these kids could, could dip out and you're still in the portal season. Um, you're going to want to make a move pretty quick. But you also have to imagine that Alabama has kind of been slowly – keeping this in the back of their minds for a minute here that, hey, this could happen. So they, I'm sure they have a short list of names. Guys, we're going to go around the table real quick and just talk about this before we move on to Gators news. And um, who do we see possibly taking that job at Alabama? Uh, CJ, let's start with you. I want to start with you, and then I want to talk to Wes about some recruits. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, to me, the obvious name that sticks out, I think everybody's Dan Lanning at Oregon. Uh, you know, and I understand people are going to say, oh, he's got a $20 million buyout, yada, da, da, da. If there's one one place I'm not worried about them spending money, it's it's Alabama. They're, they will spend the money if that's the coach they want, if he wants to come there. Uh, so, to me, he's on the short list. I mean, Sarkeesian is the guy that I'm sure they're going to call. I don't think he leaves Texas for Alabama. That's a lateral move to me. Uh, I don't think you're in a better spot, especially with Texas joining the SEC. Money, uh, facilities, uh, new yeah. bankroll, all of that, NIL bankroll, all, yeah, very high. Yeah, there, there's there's places, you know, it, it bet, at best they're in a dead heat. Um, you know, I think there's – Blue blood program. <laughs> I think there's places as far as the money being thrown around that are that are better at um, Texas than they are at Alabama. Uh, you know, and maybe, you know, and I'm sure Alabama's going to call Kirby Smart because they would be a bad program if they didn't, you know, make them just stay, hey – We'd like to offer you the job. Kirby's going to say no, and he's going to stay at Georgia. But, you know, you make the phone call. I think mo most realistic, though, the options are probably Dan Lanning uh, and then Lane Kiffin would probably be the two that I would assume would be the uh, the most likely uh, to, to take that job. Uh, it just It's going to change a lot of stuff. Um, and, you know, not only that, you've still got the rumors about, you know, Jim Harbaugh and, and whether or not he's going to leave and go to the NFL. You know, that'll be two blue blood programs that open up their doors um, that potentially opens more doors. Because I, I know Brian Kelly has talked about wanting the job at Michigan. So if 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 that was the change, does Brian Kelly leave LSU? Where does that leave LSU? If then Oregon loses a coach, where does that leave Oregon? Who's Oregon go hire? So it, it, there's a lot now that's going to trickle down from this, um, you know, it, but, uh, you know, it is going to be weird <laughs> not having Saban on the sideline uh, this year coming up now because he's just like a guy who's like a fixture. You know, it's like, you know, Bobby Bowden, Joe Paterno, 
um, Steve Spurrier, those guys, you know, leaving. It's a, uh, you know, it's just going to be a little odd. But you know, like I said, Alabama is like Alabama's got a plan in place for this. They they've prepared for this. They've got a detailed list. They know it's like if the president was assassinated. It, it's my God, don't level. say that. Oh, it's like. <laughs> It's like it's like that level of we know what we're going to do next. We're gonna um, show up on a hot list somewhere. The FBI is gonna have us tapped on now. My God! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, can't uh, say uh, that on the air. <laughs> I just say which country. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think that they they've planned for this. They've got a level of of planning for this because they knew it was going to happen eventually. Guy wasn't going to coach forever. Um, so I'm sure they've got names and they've put out feelers and they, they know what they're going to do. There's no way they don't move fast on this. Uh, I don't think Alabama has a choice, especially today. Uh, you know, years ago, you don't have a, you don't have to worry about a portal. You don't have to worry about guys going anywhere. Recruiting is already wrapped up at this point for the most part. Um, you know, years ago, you would have had to worry about it. You're just getting a coach. You hire him. Now you've got to worry about getting a coach, trying to retain as much as you can and getting a coach in here to make, you know, additions to, to help with the, you know, who you're losing. Uh, so they're, they're going to have to, they're going to have to work to get somebody really fast. I, I think, like I said, I think Alabama's very prepared for this. I think that the, you know, the, the brain trust at the university are probably, probably this didn't blindside them. I feel like Nick Saban wouldn't have done that to Alabama. I think he would have been very upfront. Um, I think they probably had a good idea this was coming, and I think they've already prepared for it. Wes, obviously CJ just ran off some names that obviously Alabama would be interested in. Who are some names that you think Florida would be interested in as far as kids on that team, recruits that we went after that maybe, you know, hey, you got 30 days. Are you making phone calls? Yeah, I mean, one of the guys uh, – that uh, you didn't say that I would bring up is a guy that we recruited uh, when Dan Mullen was here. And we know Billy's trying to get speed at the receiver position. I will go with Isaiah Bond as well. Um, he's a kid that um, showed up last year. He had a big catch in the Arvin game. Um, you're playing with a quarterback that's not a pass first what not? I don't want to say pass first, but he's not the most accurate type of guy. He's more of the the runner than than passer right now in his stage in his uh, development. So uh, we saw what Ricky did in his offense. I can see Isaiah Bond doing. He's a better athlete than Ricky, um, in my opinion. So I can see him filling that role if he were to come here, and, and that's something that we could sell him on uh, with the current OC. And if we run the same offense, run because we don't have OC yet. But that that we'll talk about that later. But if he can come in and fill that role. I would love to have uh, that kid, but you name the guys that that uh, I want, especially number one being something that uh, I wanted Keon Keely a couple years ago, and hopefully if that's somebody that we can get in here, uh, I would love that Zay Mincy uh, signed the day or um, of signing day, and you know him and uh, uh, McCray that they're real good. They they played together in high school. McCray kind of wanted them here, so um, that's another guy, and I, and I know you are very high on. Uh, Grimsley, Grimsley, how am I saying Grimsley. Grimsley. So Jameer Grimsley, yes. I'm very Jameer. high on that young man. Um so higher than uh Corey yeah. Raymond was. So <laughs> you got and, and and apparently 
we saw what Harris said when this happened. Like, hey, now I might be able to get some of these guys that mm-hmm. I wasn't here to be able to get before. So with him, with, with his little uh, hint or smirk type uh, comment on, on, on the, out there, I'm thinking that he's going to go after some of those DBs. Go ahead. You were about to say something. No, this, this is why I like these young, energetic <clears throat> coaches that we've got on the staff now. Um, there's no no delay on, on them. And obviously, I mean, you've already scouted Mincy. You've already scouted Grimsley. There's no, you know, delay on that. You already know you wanted these two guys. You, you make the phone call and you get on you get on it and say, hey, you know, or you have uh, L.J. McRae call Zay Mincy and be like, mm, you want to you want to think about it? Because, you know, you have to be careful how you move right now, yeah. obviously. Um, but Back doors. at, Back at the same point, you know, L.J. McRae can make a phone call. Certain other people, you know, in Tampa that that know Jameer Grimsley that you recruited him through can make a phone call. Hey, you know, um, yeah. you know, it's very ironic. And uh, C.J., you you put it in our group chat, uh, you know, that Jameer Grimsley made the comment that he liked the choice of going to Alabama because of the stability there. You knew that Nick Saban was going to be there. <laughs> and then, you know, here we are just a few weeks later. The, uh, the one thing you know is that nothing's for sure, as the old Stinger used to say. Um, it's going to be a wild few weeks. Like CJ said, if, if, if Harbaugh is to up and leave, you got to think, hey, Bama wants to make a move fairly quick because of that too, because it's no guarantee that, that Kelly's going to get offered or go to Michigan. Um, but if he did, then you've got LSU looking for a head coach at the same time. Um, you got to be out in front of this thing and, and, and have a guy in place before the next dog goes hunting, so to speak. So this is going to be a very interesting time. I mean, I mean, it's always interesting around this time of year is obviously NFL coaches are getting uh, fired and replaced and new staffs are being formed and guys are getting poached from staffs here and there. In other words, but you very rarely have huge dominoes like this falling. So uh, it will be, it will be quite interesting. It'll be quite interesting to have a year with Nick Saban, not coaching college football. Yeah, Rick's that will be. Guy. I forgot about Ricks from last year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, there's a lot of guys out there, man. A lot of talent. Um, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to make some phone calls and, and be aggressive. And now's the time. All right, guys. We're not gonna. We're not gonna dwell on this for long. We're you know we'll if if something happens within the next week that affects us. Are as big news to the college football world. We'll we'll talk about it next week, but it's going to be an exciting time. Let's talk about coaching news as as it affects the Florida Gators. And um, we had a pretty good move made this week as the Gators went out and hired Ron Rogers from uh, Auburn. He was the defensive coordinator at Auburn. He was defensive coordinator formerly at Louisiana under Billy for one season, from 2018 to 2019. Then he was defensive coordinator at Baylor 2020 through 2022, and he spent last year at Auburn. Um, and we hired him away as, as the, uh, you know, what's the title here officially? He's He's got one of these crazy title associate. Senior, head senior advisor to the head coach head on coach. defense. Yeah, There's it's some, you know, something, something it's, like it's, that. It's another one of those titles that, hey, how can we get you the biggest amount of money that we possibly can? Um 
he was making like 1.5 million at Auburn. So I have to imagine he's going to be making something very similar on the staff for us. Now, how does this affect the defense? How does this affect Austin Armstrong? Um, well, Armstrong actually spent one year as a graduate assistant under Rogers at Louisiana that last year that, that Rogers was at Louisiana. Um, I've read and heard a couple of different scenarios. The most appealing to me is that Armstrong would actually coach the linebackers and Rodgers would kind of hover between the defensive groups and kind of be the overseer. Does that mean he's technically the defensive coordinator? Is he got defensive plays on Saturday? I, I can't answer that for you. But what I think this does, and I'll let the guys kind of have their opinion on it as well, I think this brings some stability to a very young coaching group. You now have Harris, who's like 36, and um, Chapman, that's 37, and Armstrong, that's like 14. <laughs> and, you know, Mike Pete ain't no spring chicken, but, you know, what I'm saying is uh, Ron Rogers is 56 years old. He is absolutely the elder statesman in the room so and he's got years of experience and what he also has is he has 11 years of head coaching experience at the college level he had um years uh, years of experience at uh division two at delta state he was a head coach there for like six years and then the he was okra. at the sc yeah <laughs> the old okra and then at the fcs level at a fcs level he was at southern louisiana as a head coach. So this is a man that has a lot of coaching experience and maybe can gel this defense together. Um, he runs a standard nickel uh, four, two, five. I don't know. I, I, that's pretty much what we're running now. So the defense wouldn't change, even if he, you know, it's more or less probably going to be guys coming together and having a good blend of plays. And I, like I said, I don't know who's going to be the play caller yet. Um, is this a, you know, kind of a, a good way to demote Austin Armstrong for, for, you know, a bit here, get his feet under him. Maybe they think it was too much for him. I can't answer that. I don't have the inside information on that one, but guys, um, CJ, starting with you. I mean, what do you take? What do you take from this move of bringing in Ron Rogers? Uh, Ron uh, Ron Roberts is a is a guy that I feel like is definitely going to be a, a game changer in the fact that he brings a a veteran presence. Uh, you know, and, and if he was to call the defensive plays, then I, I could totally see that. I mean, you got to understand too. Um, I love Austin Armstrong. I love the energy he brings. I think he's going to be a great coach. You know, uh, but I feel like too, when we lost Patrick Tony last year, it was in a position where it, where there weren't really many options out there to hire. I think Roberts had already been you know moved from Baylor to Auburn at that point, so he wasn't an option. Um, so I, I think that that probably he was probably Billy's guy, like the one he wanted to start with. Um, but he took. Armstrong, who's a young coach, he brings a lot of energy. He runs the same defense. You know, his mentor is Ron Roberts, much like Ron Roberts was Patrick Tony's mentor. So um, you're you're basically getting the guy who's kind of the godfather of the defense that we run. 
Uh, you know, he's got a lot of coaching experience. He coached a lot of places. Uh, he's been doing this a long time. Uh, you know, so I, I feel like he can build, he can definitely bring uh, some stability. Um, you know, a veteran presence in the room, a guy that you can kind of bounce stuff off of, you know, that, that you're not sure about. You know, hey, what do you think, Ron? Um, so I think that it brings brings a pretty good um, extra wrinkle to the defensive room. Uh, if, if he is the one to call plays, then, you know, I'm for that. Uh, you know, he could be the guy in the box, and he could call defense from the box and let, you know, Armstrong call it on the field. Um, you know, they could have that kind of dynamic. I'm not, I'm not really sure. We see that. Yeah, a lot what are you saying, coach? <laughs> yeah. We, you know, we see a lot of that from the offensive side of the football. Maybe they want to do something like that on the defensive side of the football. I'm, I'm not really sure um, what exactly the plan is with that, but I, I don't get more clear, but I, I know it doesn't hurt anything. Um, you know, you're, you're trying everything to fix this defense. I mean, man, it is, they're, they're throwing everything they can at the wall to try to fix this thing um, because this defense has been bad for five years now. Um, like historically bad. Like this isn't like defense that you can just kind of. Well, you know they're not in the middle of the pack. We got No, this is like bottom bottom wrong defense. Um, maybe Ron coming in uh, is is you know he's not going to put up with the nonsense anymore. Maybe he brings a more of a hard nosed approach to how he's going to coach the defense. Maybe these players need to be coached a little harder. I, I don't know. Um, but like I said, I, I don't feel like he's going to hurt anything. I think that it can only be positive. Um, at this point. Um, so I, I'll be interested to see what they do, how this is going to work out. Like I said, I like Austin Armstrong, uh, but I can understand if maybe it's a little too much, a little too soon, uh, and they need somebody to come in and kind of help him around, moving moving back to that linebacker coaching spot, give him a couple more years. Um, I, I'm not sure what the what the exact plan is, but like I said, I feel like that, that having Ron Roberts is, is only going to help things. I, I don't think it could hurt us. Yeah. Uh... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. First off, a couple things before I jump to U.S. to get your thoughts. A, yes. Ron Roberts, not Ron Rogers, like Hirsch was trying to say for for five minutes there, because God knows if anyone can get a name ass backward, it's me. Um, But breaking news, the first shockwave of of Nick Saban retiring has just hit the airwaves. Uh, Ryan Williams, five-star plus wide receiver, has just decommitted from Alabama as Ward said. That is a... Rather big fish back in the pond. I know the Gators are interested, but I know Auburn is as well. I'm sure several other teams will be. Um, I mean, hey, you don't catch big fish if you don't go fishing. So (laughs) 
Get out there and be somebody, Billy Gonzalez. All right, Wes, what's your take on uh, Mr. Roberts and what he might bring to the defense? Yeah, um, it's good to have somebody that you have a relationship with that's coming in when they're an older uh, type coach, somebody that's not going to come in and try to take over your room, try to take over your uh, what you're trying to build. So the fact that those two guys have a prior relationship and uh, Armstrong learned under um, uh, coach is beneficial to the, to the team and to their relationship and the cohesiveness of what they're trying to build on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I like you guys' uh, take on maybe somebody's upstairs and somebody's on the field. Uh, I think Armstrong is the type of coach that wants to be on the field so that he can talk to the guys and and, and see what they're seeing. And it, it will be very, very beneficial to have somebody like that upstairs. So I can see that happening. That that was a good point that uh, I don't know if it was you or CJ, but y'all were talking about it. I, I think that is very, very uh, intriguing to me to have somebody like that upstairs seeing stuff and, and yeah, that was CJ. Dollar stuff. Yeah, so I, I think that would be very good. Um, I still think uh, Armstrong would be calling the plays. I don't think if there was an issue, uh, then we would have solved something maybe on the staff. Somebody leave, uh, or as far as well, we did get we did fire the DB coach and the D line coach, but I, I don't think this late Billy would have brought Robeson in to replay to to call plays if um it was too big for Armstrong. So I think Armstrong would still be the one calling the plays, but I like CJ's uh, take on maybe having him upstairs. Uh, and, and, and informing uh, Armstrong what he's seeing up there. So I like it. Anytime you add that wealth of knowledge that that he has, we saw Auburn defense. Bill had some really good defenses a couple years ago, I think, when they were, like, playing in the uh, Big 12, uh, excuse me, Big 10 championship game. So um, I think it was Matt Rule was there. So uh, I really like this, this addition to our linebacker room. If he is, in fact, going to be the linebacker coach, um, the recruiting aspect of it, you know, that's my thing. Um, I don't know if he needs to recruit right away with the what Bateman left him. Bateman left him a lot of uh, guys in that room. So whether it's Armstrong or him coaching those backers, uh, they have the wealth of talent there to to build something. Whoever's coaching linebackers has something to play with and toy with and and and, and get right. So I'm I'm okay there. I, I just love the knowledge uh, of continuing to build a staff. Uh, that that is all on the same page and not fighting against each other. That can help each other and and have Florida defense the way we expect it. Because we our expectations are high for a Florida defense, just like a Florida offense. In my opinion, we we were the fun and gun and everything with Spurrier and doing everything with T-Bow and those boys. But uh, when we had uh, Stoops and we had uh, Charlie Strong, I, it, we were compatible. Our defense was just as good as the offenses back in the day. So. Um, we are known as offense school, but those championship teams had elite defenses, and that's what we come to expect as well. So hopefully we can get back to that level. So I, I really love this addition. Yeah, um, we all hit on it, man. I really think bringing that guy in that can kind of bring everybody together, all these young coaches together on the same level um, and be that senior voice in the room, that that voice of reason, and and I think one of the biggest things was last year is that you just had so much disconnect on that defensive side of the ball. Um, if you believe message board, Twitter rumors, uh, Coach Raymond, Coach Chaos weren't big fans of Austin Armstrong. 
Um, and I can see that it, it, you know, you see a guy that young come over and start calling the shots and, and maybe Austin Armstrong was a little too, uh, as we say in the South, big for his britches coming in with that title. And you, you come in, you working with these veterans, man. Sometimes you have to approach people the right way to gain their trust, to gain their, you know, their favor. And some guys don't do that. Uh, that might not have been the case. I'm just kind of spitballing here as to what, you know, we had a lot of disconnect and it showed on the field. Uh, Wes has mentioned it several times, looking over, trying to get calls when the plays, you know, when you should be ready for the ball to snap, that's a disconnect. And it's just, you know, you can't have those kind of mistakes play in and play out. You've got to see 11 guys that know what their assignment is and they're ready well before the offense is ready. And, um, we haven't seen that in years at Florida. It's been, you know, three, four years we've seen linebackers looking over, DBs trying to get themselves into the right place before the ball is snapped. Um, that's not Florida defensive football by any stretch. So hopefully, like I said, bringing in an elder statesman, somebody that knows how a defense should be run, get these guys all on the same page, Um and then we'll find out maybe come spring ball or whatnot who's who's doing what as far as play calling and things like that. I'm sure by then it'll be much more clear as to um, what the roles are going to be. All right, guys. Well, that's all for coaching news for Florida right now. Um, I don't think we're done with coaching moves. I'll maintain that. Um, I do think we're going to have to wait till the end of the month to, to get that more clear unless somebody takes an NFL job before then, which could happen. Here's looking at you, Rob Sale. But uh, though you have four contracts expiring on January 34th, 31st. Blah, blah. Sale, Stapleton, <laughs> Mike P., and Jaluk. I expect, and most people expect, Coach Jaluk and Mike Peterson are going to be re-signed, and that's not even going to be – a debate. What happens with the offensive line coaches is what all of Gator Nation is going to be, you know, watching to see. So, guys, let's talk about some commitments, man. Usually we lead with such news, but obviously bigger news kind of held stage this week. Um, we got us three more guys out of the transfer portal. All three of these guys, well, two of these guys I think we'll probably see playing time a lot next year. The third one, you know, it's kind of we'll have to see once he gets on campus. But let's start with number one. We got us a big old hoss on the offensive line. A guy I know that CJ's excited for. We talked about Arkansas offensive lineman, Sam Pittman. Uh, De Devin Manuel committed to us off of his official visit this last weekend. 6'9", 310 pounds. You know, Arkansas, he's got two years of eligibility left. <clears throat> he's He's most likely, given what we already have with Crenshaw Dixon and, and Barber, going to be a backup coming in. But as we saw this year, you know, hey, we, we need good, healthy offensive tackles ready to go. This is a young man that has SEC starting experience and did very well when he was on the field. Um like we said last last week when we were doing our breakdown on this is a guy that in over 400 snaps only gave up three sacks and, and only a handful of pressures. 
So as a redshirt sophomore, did a really good job. And I'm, I mean, there weren't a lot of bright spots on that Arkansas team. Let's let's just be clear about that. Um, so that's number one commitment. And I'm just going to go through these guys, and then we're going to go around. We'll talk, and I'll let the guys talk about what they like about these three commitments. Second commitment, DJ Douglas, <clears throat> safety out of Tulane, committed to us as well. Six foot, two hundred five pounds. He's only got one year eligibility left. Uh, speaking of Alabama, he began his career at Alabama as a walk-on. He spent two years there, went to Tulane, got some spot, you know, work in between. But he he really broke out last year in his first year starting. Fifty-four tackles, three interceptions, five passes defended. I'll take that kind of work from my safety in in my room right now because we haven't had a safety with three interceptions. Doesn't it feels like forever? But I'm, I mean, and I'm sure somebody will correct me on that. I'm sure it, it was. <laughs> I think it was Davis. It, but it it feels like it's it, it feels like it was Reggie Nelson. It's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a guy I think you'll see compete for a starting job right off the rip, opposite of of Castell on you know on the defensive backfield. And finally, the last commitment, um, George Gums Jr. This is an edge rusher. Southern Illinois, he's got two years remaining of eligibility, 6'4", 245 pounds. He's a converted tight end, however, though. This was the, the last year was his first season ever playing on the defensive side of the ball. But he had really good production from a guy that had never played defense before. You know, 32 tackles, three and a half sacks, six and a half tackles for a loss, and two forced fumbles. Um, Southern Illinois, of course, is not the SEC. Uh, and in that, the Gators decided to pass on Cassius Howell, who ended up going to Texas A&M, committing there. And the word we got on Cassius Howell was once he got to campus and he and they measured him up, he measured really small compared to what they thought he was. He came in at like 235 pounds and had incredibly short wingspan for an edge rusher. You know what, guys? I forgot a name on my list. <laughs> We forgot maybe the biggest name of them all that committed last week. Here we go. Pup Howard, man. We talked about him so much in last week's episode. I thought he was already committed. Um, Grayson Pup Howard also committed. He was he committed before any of these three guys. Uh, I don't believe anybody that listened to this show was new to Grayson Pup Howard. He committed to South Carolina last year. He was in Jacksonville. He was just very familiar with their com- – you know, with the coaching change and all that, he he really felt comfortable with their linebacker coach and held tight to that commitment. He went up there. He gave it a chance. It didn't work out the way he thought. Uh, Trayvon, Trayvon Webb kept in his ear, kept in his ear, kept in his ear, and and now he hit, he hit the portal, and two days later he was a Florida Gator. Is that tampering? I don't know, man. I'm not here to make judgment calls on such things as that. Um, Hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't playing, you know, you ain't going to win if you ain't cheating. Um, Grayson Howard is a very, um, it's an odd case. You really don't know if he's going to play linebacker or play edge. He's a six foot four kid. He's already 240 plus pounds. Um, I think he's going to be one of those guys you get on campus and, and you, and you find out where he fits. He, he could either play edge, maybe he plays linebackers, you know, you get these two young guys in, Childs and Graham in, maybe they wrap up one of the other linebacker spots. And you say, well, pup, you want, you know, you want to get some snaps. Let's play you at edge and see if you come off how how good you come off the edge. Um 
Excuse me, guys. Wes, I'm going to start with you, man. Out of these four guys, I mean, what do, you, what do you think of these four guys that the Gators took this week? Well, you know, the two guys that I'm going to stick out uh, and talk about is Manuel, especially, you know, I've been big on the offensive line, and I want as many bodies and as many guys that we can get in here to, to, to let it sort itself out. Uh, let the best man win. I don't care where they go, who they are. I just wanted an entire changeover from what we had. We got some guys that coming in. I mean, like, as far as the recruiting class, as far as freshmen, I uh, don't expect them to play. Westfall may be the best guy out of that group. And you got some guys that were returning from last year uh, with Harris and um, Kearney uh, that, that had a lot of talent uh, that we could see. And then we got uh, another guy in the portal now. I think that's the third offensive lineman we got, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I am excited of the turnover here that was a key position for me uh you mentioned uh what cj said about uh him last week and you know, i think you echoed those sentiments as far as if it's sam Pittman and, and his offensive lineman that he recruited you want that type of kid uh, he is a massive kid standing at six nine so um thankfully we have uh tall quarterbacks we don't have a Treon harris out there they can't see but uh we have two big quarterbacks that 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 will be able to see so I'm, I'm i'm excited there uh we wanted pup last year talked about how good he would have been uh as far as we needed us needing linebackers and what bacon was trying to do i want that room turned over as well i felt i i spoke to our fans about how uh, the two best NFL teams, if they try to demean running backs and linebackers, but if you look at Baltimore and San Francisco, they have the four best in, in, in the NFL right now. So to me, that's still a relevant uh, position. Guys that can cover and uh, come downhill, quarterbacks, the defense is usually that linebacker position. So uh, whether Pup plays at the end, because I know we um, we lost Boone last year, so that uh, that strong side defensive end is, is something that we want to add to. Uh, this is be a second year uh, uh, as far as being you know, a, a collegiate athlete. So uh, I'm excited to see him if he starts at linebacker. If we want to wait with Pup, I mean, excuse me, we want to wait with Childs and, and Grandma. Give them they're not ready yet. Then you got a guy that, that this year too. You also got uh, CJ's guy uh, Robinson from last year that that is coming back to play linebacker. So I'm excited for those two additions uh, to that room because I believe those are the key to, I, I, I think, some things that went wrong with our team last year as far as linebacker and offensive line. I feel like those those positions really, really hurt our team. Uh, offense, we can't be uh, – our running backs were fine. Our receivers were fine. I CJ? Like yeah, go ahead. Oh. I thought no, you were no, doing well. No, and I feel like defense, the D-line was solid, but I feel like our, our backers were the, the, the weak link. CJ, what's your thoughts on these four guys? Uh, I, I think a lot of it, um, uh, especially with a guy like Gums, uh, I think that he has a lot more potential than a lot of people, I think, see. You know, to, to be able to switch positions and play really good uh, at that spot, you know, almost immediately uh, shows a lot to me. Uh, you know, he was a tight end. Uh, he wasn't a defensive end. He, he's got great measurables. Uh, I think he's he's pretty explosive from what I've seen. Um, you know, I, I think that he could definitely be something. I think that the same goes for a lot of these guys. Uh, Douglas is a guy who could definitely be something at the safety spot. You know, he knows what it's like to play in the SEC. He's been there. He's paid his dues. Uh, he's honed his craft. He's Now he's come back. Um, so, you know, it depends. And then, too, we, we've got a new strength and conditioning coach and a new nutritionist. Let's see what these guys look like once we get them into camp. Let's see what their body's grayed out at. Let's see how they – how they see if they lose weight, they gain weight. 
you know, I, I don't know. I can't speak to South Carolina's training program. I, I don't know what theirs are like. I don't know what they, they specialize in. I don't know what they're looking for. But if you got Pup here and let's say he got here and we got him in some kind of weight program and, you know, did what we wanted to do and it caused him to lose 20 pounds. You know, you get him to that 220 mark, he's back to playing linebacker. So, uh, you know, I think that that's, that's all, you know, it's relative to how they look, you know, once we get these camps going. Um, you know, like I said, it, it's one of those things that I don't think we're really going to know where everybody's playing and what everybody's doing until we get to the spring. I think we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, like I said, new strength and conditioning coach has a lot of work to do um, to get these guys really in peak, peak physical shape. Um, compared to where we were last year. I think that was a lot of our issue last year. It's just the kind of the shape that we had the guys in. Um, they were getting hurt a lot. Um, so let's just see what, what that does, especially with all these transfers. Let's see what they do with the offensive linemen. I understand we took two tackles. Maybe one of them they think plays guard. I'm not I'm not really sure. It just it just depends on what they see. I think you know we've recruited a lot of guards. We've got a ton of guards that are that are there. Already, um, you know, you've got now you don't really have to worry about the center spot anymore. Jake Slaughter kind of took that spot last year. Um, you know, he's only going to get better. Um, he did really well towards the end of the season. Saw a lot of improvement in his game throughout the right. season. Right. So I, I think that, that that's going to help. He can only get better. Um, I think that you just, you know, let's get into the spring uh, with a lot of these transfers. Let's get them, you know, in a weight program. Let's see how the, how their bodies transform to what we want to do. Um, and see where they where they grade out then. But like I said, you know, I, I like all the guys that we've taken so far. Like I said, a lot of people aren't super high on gums, and I understand it. You know, you played a place like Northern Illinois, the MAC. It, you know, it, it's not enticing a guy who hasn't always been an edge rusher. Um, but like I said, to switch positions and be able to really take off that fast and to you know have pretty good size, good measurables, good feet you know, good, good strength, you know, he, he looked pretty fast. You have a guy like that, you get him into an elite program like Florida and, and you really transition him. Let's see what he can do. Let's coach him up. Let's see what Mike Peterson can do. Um, let, let's see how, you know, things shake out. I think, you know, I don't want to be too quick to judge. Um, you know, there was a lot of guys that um, Florida state took out of the portal that I think we all kind of laughed at and, and they ended up turning them into elite players. Um, so let's see what we can do here. You know, like I said, last year when Graham Mertz came over, I, I said, you know, whatever he did, Wisconsin that had nothing to do with us. Um, so I think that's to be said for every transfer, whatever they've done everywhere else, you know, leave that at the door. You know, now it's all about what are you going to do at the university of Florida? Um, yeah, you know, one comment I keep saying, seeing about some of the guys we took and, it really drives me crazy is, you know, what is Billy doing? Does Billy not realize his job is on the line taking these guys? Nobody realizes that his job is on the line more than him. Just because he's not out there, you know, talking about it all the time doesn't mean he doesn't know. I mean, you can't be the coach at the University of Florida and not feel the heat when it's on. It's just, you just can't do it. And he knows more than anyone. And these are the guys that he's choosing to bring in to play to to put his his career on the line with. So either you say, "Hey, you know, uh, he's he's screwed himself here," and you 
you just get resigned to that, that, you know, these guys aren't going to work and Billy's going to be gone in no next November. Or, hey, you know what? Maybe he knows what he's doing here and he brings in the guys that are going to work in his system. And we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens when we line it up next year. That's just what it is. Well, he's the two. A lot of this is is you have like two ways to me to attack the portal. Um, you either can go with elite recruits that have only been there for a short time. They haven't played a lot, but coming out of high school, they had elite measurables and they were five, four star kids. Or you can take kids from the group of five schools that are starting and putting up great numbers there. So it, that's the two ways you can go. It's a two way street. You, you can take either or. I, I don't know which one's better. My heart says I'd rather have the guys who've actually started and played and are, you know, juniors yeah. and seniors and have played four or five years, even if it is at Tulane or it's at Northern Illinois or it's Bowling Green. You know, to me, it's just like they're taking a next level. You know, we've seen it for years um, before this portal. We, we talked about it a long time ago on this show of guys that were a group of five kids that we knew, you know, watching them before the portal. That guy could play at Florida. That guy could play at Alabama. That guy played at Georgia. Now they've got the opportunity to do it. So let's see, you know, what, what can what's going to happen. And I think that personally, I'd rather see the portal work out like that. I'd love to see kids be able to go to UABs and Southern Miss and places like that and really, you know, get better, you know, out of high school. Maybe they were a three-star out of high school. They didn't have a lot of offers. They go and they work, they start, they play a bunch of games, and now they have an opportunity to go big, play big power five-level football now. Uh, you know, I think that's, to me, I think that's probably the best option for Billy Napier in the portal, having to win next year. Uh, you know, Florida State's getting a, a few guys that are kind of bench players that played at Alabama or they played at Georgia, and they're elite recruits out of high school, but they haven't played a ton. And I think, you know, now they have a little more time to play with that and see if they can develop those guys. Whereas Billy's got to have guys that know what they're doing like now. So, you know, the more the more guys you can get with the more starts, the more minutes played, more games played, more snaps, I think that can only go better for you right now. I don't think that taking a whole bunch of guys, unless it's just an elite prospect that you can't, you know, maybe Pup, and even Pup played some. But, you know, you, know, you really want guys, that I think, that have a lot more experience, you know, that are older more seasoned veterans that can come in and contribute right away. Uh, I use <clears throat> Malik Benson is one that stands out to me that people were really upset that we didn't, that, you know, obviously I know part of the reason they're upset is because he went to FSU. Um, my whole thing is Malik Benson, he went to Bama and he barely played this year. And if you watch Bama this year, their wide receiver court wasn't exactly setting the world on fire. So if that guy was so uber talented, I mean, obviously Isaiah Bond was great, and I know they had Burton, but I mean, you know, you watch Bama; they've they've had three, four, five good wide receivers for years, and this kid had a little over a hundred yards receiving on the season. Now, maybe I missed something. Maybe a guy was hurt somewhere along the way, and I and I missed it. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't think he's he's all that great. I think like CJ said, you need some more proven guys and a mixture of guys that can play backup roles right now, because you saw a lot of injuries last year that, that, you know, put us in a bad spot, especially on the offensive line. Austin Barber was out there playing a lot of snaps where he had, he should not have been on the field, but you knew the product behind him was not where it needed to be. So he's out there. He's playing with, 
ankle that's so banged up that he's having to get multiple shots a game just to play through. I mean, you you've got to have some some season depth, and and we lost some depth too. I understand that through the portal, but look at where most of these guys are going. I mean, you're not seeing you, you saw Jadon Hill and you saw Scooby both go to AM and good for them. I mean, I hope I hope they play exactly like they did for Florida for AM next year. You know, I mean, I like, and, and I like Hill, Hill was solid. I like Jadon Hill. I'm glad he went home to Texas. I hope he has a great year, except when he plays us. And he was, and I don't wish ill will against Scoop. I wish they don't have. A, I wish they have a bad game against us. Let me just yeah, yeah. And, and Hill was a professional. <laughs> Hill was all about the University of Florida. So I love that. That's what I loved about Hill. I think he got on. What was it? Uh, I forgot the receiver name that went to Maryland. I forgot his name. Don't don't worry about it. Copeland. Copeland, yeah, he was talking trash to Copeland as well, yeah. So I, I, I like him. He was all about Florida. But in closing, I mean, I understand that some of these, some of these guys don't move the needle for the fan base, and I, and I completely understand why. You look at the portal, and you're like, man, I want a Zalance Hurd that transferred from LSU, his five star offensive tackle. I, I'd love to have this big named wide receiver, uh, or CJ Daniels from Liberty. But guess what? C.J. Daniels from Liberty is most likely going back to Liberty. I mean, that's where it's leaning right now. Um, the the kid from uh, the Voison, we wanted Voison from from South Alabama. Guess where the Voison ended up? Back at South Alabama. All of these kids aren't what you know. Just because you look at a stat sheet or whatnot, and you look at a highlight tape, and you're like, man, that that's the kid we need. It just there's reasons a lot of times these kids don't work out. Um, it's not for lack of trying. That's for damn sure. They have, they, I think they've been much more aggressive in the portal this year than they have been previously, but they've also targeted their needs. And right now, as it stands today, we're at 82 scholarships and we can only sign three more kids. Now, could there be more attrition? Absolutely. Uh, things for Cam Carroll as of today, I think we mentioned it last week too, don't look that great. It looks like he may have nerve damage in his leg and he may not He may not play ball again. And I hate that as much as anybody because if y'all watched the show last year before the season started, I was hyping Cam Carroll as hard as anybody. I wanted to see that kid take a lot of snaps away from, from Montreal and Trevor. Um so, I mean, you might have a scholarship there. You may have another guy that graduate transfers. I mean, but right now you only can sign three more kids, and that's just what it is. You can't go over 85, <laughs> whether you'd like to or not. Um, now, if it was a big-name kid, say one of these guys from Bama decides it's a transfer, if, if Keon Keeley called you up tomorrow, you'd find a roster spot for Keon Keeley. They'd make something happen, I promise you. Uh, Hey, Quincy Ivory, uh, Juco kid we took last year, you might have to, to have a hard conversation with somebody, <laughs> and, and it happens. I mean, but we'll see what happens, guys. Um, you know, this is all going to wrap up here sooner than later. Junior days start this weekend, so we're on to the 25 class. These three guys are about to have to start doing their homework and learning more and more about the 25 kids because it's a never-ending cycle. You know how it goes. All right, guys. CJ, you got anything to add before we jump? No, just thank you guys so much for supporting us. Uh, checking out 
out the, the Facebook page. It's going on, you know, a lot of the chat all day long. We have a great discussion there. We don't put up with any nonsense or any of the message board crap. It's really civil. Everybody does a great job in there. Thank you for supporting the YouTube, liking the video, subscribing. Uh, you guys are doing really well, knocking the views out of the park as we go deeper into the off season. You know, you start to get into the, you know, the basketballs and the baseballs and things. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Check out our friends at Alma Mater. Use our link; it helps us out a ton. Uh, check out all the cool stuff they got over there. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, it's it's after Christmas, but you got your tax returns coming in pretty soon. You know, you want to blow a little money, a little burn in your burn in your hole in your pockets. Uh, you want to go ahead and do that. Then I'm sure they'd love to love to provide you some of that great Gator gear that they provide over there. But uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us. Uh, thank you for helping the channel grow and uh, keep up with us on Twitter page. Uh, if anything happens over there, where it's probably the, usually the first place that we announce it, the Facebook as well. Um, but no, thank you guys so much. We really appreciate everything you're doing for us. Absolutely. And like CJ said, guys, check out our Facebook group and our Facebook chat that we have. It's a really great little chat. I mean, it's not a whole, whole lot of people over there, um, but we have some really great conversation. Great group of guys. Shout out to all of y'all that are already involved in it man love talking to you guys day in and day out and the questions y'all ask and just the really really good chat that we have on a daily basis all right Wes take us home all right tonight's send-off is going to be all about me because it's my birthday tomorrow my god guys send a dollar uh for our patreon to wish me happy birthday i will really appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) but uh truthfully that's gonna get his one get his only fan (laughs) Yeah, so I can give me a. Uh, I need a bottle, a good a good bottle of some eighteen forty four whiskey, uh, uh, Uncle Nears. So, uh, but uh, give me a banana cognac. <laughs> appreciate you guys for supporting us, and as always, go Gators, go Gators, go Gators, guys.